bucks. Never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Welcome into another edition of Green and Growing. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you from 1250amthefan.com. Uh, Nathan Marzion not able to do it. Uh, it doesn't look like this week in general. I am going to do uh, a Green and Gold post game. Not Green and Gold. I'm talking Packers. Not the, uh, green and Growing uh, post game podcast. Uh, we'll live stream this bad boy coming up on the RC Sports YouTube page. Uh, and we'll try and do it on uh, my Twitter account as well. Uh, coming up on Thursday night uh, after the Bucks Sixers game on opening night. So if you want to join me coming up on Thursday night, uh, right after the game is done, we'll go live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, we'll also stream it from uh, at Sparky Radio uh, as well. You can be a part of it. And if not, uh, it'll be uploaded and ready for you to download or listen to coming up on Friday morning. Going to try and do more post-game podcasts this year uh, for the Green and Growing Podcast <clears throat> with Nathan Marzana and myself. Uh, more than maybe we did last year. Now, again, we're not going to do them after, you know, games against, like, say, the Pistons or something. Uh, but, you know, the bigger games uh, in which, you know, he or I can do it uh, together or separately, whatever the case may be, if one of us is available to do it, we're going to try and do it against, uh, you know, the bigger games. So, you now Boston, obviously, they take on the Celtics. Uh, uh, if they take on, uh, say, the Lakers or Golden State or some of those uh, teams, Denver, the Nuggets, right? Those type of uh, measuring stick games, I guess you could say, uh, throughout the course of the season. Now, are we going to get all uh, crazy over regular season games? That's probably not going to happen uh, necessarily because they're still regular season games. And uh, for the most part, when you're a championship contender, like we've talked about so much with this Bucks team, uh, it's not going to be necessarily live and die uh, for each game. Now, you know, if you're a fan of, like, say, the Orlando Magic, who just want to be in the playoffs, uh, then it is live and die for every regular season game. God knows, as Bucks fans, we know what that's like, trying to battle just to be in the playoffs. Just make the playoffs and then probably get your butt kicked in the first round, but at least you made the playoffs. That in itself was an accomplishment for so many years as Bucks fans, and that's why every game was such a big emotional toll up and down you go, and Packer fans now are kind of get used to that feeling uh, as well, it appears, <clears throat> as far as, you know, every game means even more when you know you're not good enough just to write your name in as a playoff team. Uh, it's going to be a battle now, right, for the Packers for the next two or three years. The Brewers, in a weird way, I kind of feel like are almost in that situation where as long as Craig Council is the manager, at least, uh, you can kind of pencil them into the playoffs darn near every year. Just They just figure out a way to make the playoffs. That's kind of just how it is under Craig Council. And we'll have to wait and see. You know, they're willing to pay him and make him the highest paid manager in baseball because I have a feeling that's what it's going to take in order to get Craig Council to stay with the Brewers. So, anyways, the point of all that was uh, we're definitely going to do more uh, post-game podcasts this year than we did last year in year one of this podcast. Uh, coming up now here on year two, the Green and Growing podcast, and uh, our numbers pretty much have doubled uh, since last year at this point. So thank you very much for those of you listening uh, and checking us out and uh, make sure to pass along word to other people that may never have heard of us uh, and uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Okay, don't forget, download it on the Odyssey app or download your favorite podcast at the Green and Growing Podcast. Uh, let's first start off talking about this uh, Giannis contract. Three years, 186. I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing Eric Name of the Athletic Bucks beat writer. You can uh, listen to that on your Odyssey app or, or go to 1250amthefan.com. Uh, if you go to the website, uh, you can see all the different interviews I've done recently including one with Andy Herman from the Pack-A-Day podcast, Colton Bartholomew from the Wisconsin State Journal talking Badger football. I try and knock out two, three, four interviews a week uh, that are just there on that website. 
um, or on the Odyssey app that you can listen, uh, whether it be best Bucks coverage page or podcast uh, page or best Packers coverage, best college sports coverage, best Brewers coverage, all that stuff. Uh, so make sure to check that out if you want to hear the Eric Name interview we just uh, knocked out uh, on Tuesday afternoon. So talking to him about, you know, 301.86 and, you know, what it really means. And, you know, for the most part, it means some type of um, <clears throat> calm over the organization, maybe a little bit uh, going into the season. Well, the first year head coach and Adrian Griffin, uh, there's going to be some questions, right? And well, what if you get into the season and you don't get off to the best of starts and it's January uh, and you're not the one seed, you're not the two seed. Maybe you're not even the three seed and it, it, the team's struggling a little bit. <clears throat> then it's, oh boy, they're not playing well. And maybe Giannis is not going to sign the extension, you know, next summer. Maybe Giannis is going to pick up and leave and go somewhere else because this Bucks team isn't winning now. And, you know, he left himself open to that opportunity of going. And then all that drama, uh, you know, is circling over this team the rest of the season. Uh, so that wouldn't be good. Uh, you have the Terry Stotts drama, uh, the assistant coach up and quitting before the season starts. Um, so that was some negative publicity, I guess, negative media uh, attached to the Milwaukee Bucks. And in that interview with Eric Name, we talk about the fact of, are they going to replace Terry Stotts? With who are they going to replace Terry Stotts? What are their options to replace Terry Stotts? How much does this impact the offense now that Terry Stotts is not there? All of that in that Eric Name interview again on your Odyssey app uh, or at 1250amthefan.com. And so that negativity, along with a possible slow start with a rookie head coach and Adrian Griffin, um, really, you know, could all become talking points around, you know, Giannis not staying, right? And now that that deal is signed, that he's here, the duration with Damian Lillard, what Lillard's got left on his contract, that's a huge, huge deal. Because now it's not going to be a sideshow. Now it's not going to be a distraction all year about is Giannis staying or is Giannis going. Uh, and everybody's favorite, Brian Windhorst over at ESPN, who just, I yeah, again, I, I don't like when people go after national media members and say, oh, they, 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 they hate small markets or they don't like us and they, they want the big markets to win and da-da-da-da-da. That type of stuff. It, it drives me nuts. It just does. And sometimes you'll have people just be brutally honest on TV, right? Like Stephen A. Smith and those guys and Molly Karam talking about they don't want Milwaukee to advance because they don't want to have to come here. They don't. They they want to go somewhere warm. They're just being brutally honest. So you don't got to worry about any blinders there uh, uh, as far as, you know, saying one thing and then not knowing exactly what they're thinking. They were just brutally honest. And then, of course, when they got attacked, then they obviously try to walk it back. But the, those were their feelings. There's no hiding from it. That, those were their feelings. That's what they thought. So from that point forward, no Bucks fan is ever going to look at Stephen A. Smith ever again the same way. And maybe before that, they didn't really I don't know, trust him or whatever. I agree with some stuff he says. Some stuff I don't. It is what it is. Uh, but when he starts talking about, you know, the Bucks uh, or the NBA and Eastern Conference and so forth, then it's just kind of in one ear, out the other ear, not really paying attention kind of because I know where you're at, right? And he's he's out there. He's forefront. He's telling he's a Knicks fan. He wants his Knicks to do well. And, you know, they haven't forever. Um, so now what happens? Uh, you know, Tuesday, uh, there was reports. I forgot who was reported it. Uh, I think it was somebody in Philly, maybe it was, that reported that the Knicks are putting together a package to try and get Joel Embiid from the Sixers. Because if James Harden is out, then maybe they're going to blow that whole thing up and start over. Who knows? So it's like three, four players, first round picks and everything else. So guess what? So now instead of Giannis being that guy, 
Now they're going to try and get somebody else to go to the New York Knicks. Um, just like they tried forever to get somebody to go to the Lakers. And eventually, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis go to the Lakers. That's that's just kind of what this is. And it is what the NBA is more so than any other sport. Like this, this market size stuff does not happen in the National Football League. You just don't, you just don't hear about it, right? It's like, you don't hear, oh man, boy, we got to make sure we get somebody to the Giants. That's really good to help out, you know, that market. Oh boy, we really got to get somebody big to the Jets to help out that market. No. Oh boy, we better get somebody to Chicago to help out the Bears because you know we need those ratings. That doesn't happen. That's never a conversation. It never comes up. Doesn't even in Major League Baseball when you talk about market sizes, most of those big markets, Sands, maybe the White Sox, all spend big money. Right? LA markets spending big money. New York markets spending big money. Uh, the Cubs normally are spending a fer- fairly good amount of money in most years. So these bigger markets, the Braves spending a lot of money in Atlanta. Most of these big markets spend a lot of money and get the star quality because they're paying the big money. Only in the NBA do you have all this rigmarole of trying to figure out how to get guys from small markets to larger markets through trade or free agency or whatever the case may be. And that's a valuable lesson that I learned having Giannis in this market because prior to this, we didn't really have a superstar since now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That was, that was the last one. Uh, Oscar Robertson, he was more towards the end of his career, but that that was the last time Bogan was a nice player, not a superstar. Uh, Michael Red was an all-star Olympian superstar. Nah, a good player, right? He's a good player. Bradley Beal-esque type. For Chris Middleton type guy, that's 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 not superstar. That's that's a very good player. But when you get a legit superstar in Giannis, a guy that you know is known worldwide, internationally, considered a top two, top three players, one MVPs, one Defensive Player of the Year, one Most Improved Player of the Year, won every award you can possibly win, including winning a championship uh, in your market. Never did I think that all of these years later that we would still be talking about him staying or leaving and whether or not he's going to leave. And I'll be honest, I thought he was going to leave the last time. I didn't think I I wasn't convinced he was going to stay because nobody ever stays in these markets. Nobody ever LeBron left his home state for God's sakes twice. So I, again, and I know Giannis is different spark. Yeah. Clearly he has proven himself right over and over again. But Brian Windhorst, going back to the original point here on ESPN, who said, oh, he's going to be playing for another team, you know, at the end of his contract. That's what I'm hearing. He's leaving. He's going to go play somewhere else on ESPN. Okay. Well, now he signs a contract extension. And now what do you have? Now you have Windhorst on TV talking about how, well, I, I don't really understand why he did what he did. It's it's yeah, it's questionable why you would leave all that money on the on the table and, and have that fourth year because then he'd be over what 230 million or whatever it is. Uh so he's leaving all that money on the table. And now you don't really leave yourself an out where you could you had some leverage throughout the rest of this season into next summer uh to leave you an opportunity to get out of there if you wanted to get out of there. Now you don't. That's all this crap from Winhorse. It, it's just like okay, first of all, you were wrong. And it's okay that you were wrong, Brian Windhorst. It won't be the last time you were wrong. Nobody is perfect. People make mistakes. And so you got something wrong. So move on. Like, why? Why? Why just be so, 
I don't know if I'd say better, but like he, he was the only one. Even Stephen A. Smith, and again, for the record, I don't watch those shows. That video clip of Windhorse and Stephen A. was on the front page of the ESPN website, which I'm, I'm on to quite often, obviously, as most sports fans are. So I watched the clip, the video clip there. That's how I always see this stuff. Unless somebody you know retweets it on social media or something. I, I, I'm at work. I'm not watching TV. Um, so anyways, so even Stephen A. Smith is like, what are you talking about? You're not, how can you question a guy taking $62 million a year, man? Like injuries happen, life happens, things change. Now you're guaranteed $62 million a year for three years. You, you can't just do that. And, and then what happens? Now Giannis comes and meets with the media. That was earlier today. I'm recording this really late here on Tuesday night. Um, but that was earlier today on Tuesday. And Giannis pretty much says that, you know, yeah, I know what I said, that you know, I was going to wait till next summer. And it's about the money. Blah, 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 blah. But after talking with my family and so forth, I decided to take the deal that, that he was in front of me now and do it this way. And I think it was Bobby Marks. Pretty much this lines up to where now he can get a short extension again in 26 and then can get a four-year extension again in 28. Uh, so he's lining himself up for two more pretty high-end deals uh, to be gotten here, uh, provided he stays healthy and continues to put up the numbers he puts up, right? I mean, if if health goes sideways in the next you know three or four years, then maybe that number doesn't end up being the number that everybody thought it was going to be. But if he's healthy and he wins another MVP, and they win another championship and so forth, you can get even more. I mean, I don't even know what the next contract is. If we're at $62 million, what's the next one going to be at? $80 million a year? And then what's that $28 one going to be? $100 million a year? $400 over four? Something crazy like that? I mean, you may laugh and think I'm nuts, but I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd ever see a team in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, paying somebody $62 million a year. Like, that is... I, I can't even comprehend paying $62 million a year to anybody, but especially not in Milwaukee, right? Where the Bally Sports was got the TV deals. <laughs> and, and they're not in good shape, obviously. Uh, and then the radio deal, there ain't no great shakes about that either. So again, from that perspective, it's mind blowing that this ownership group is willing to go into the luxury tax, willing to go into the repeater tax, willing to go beyond the second tier of that tax. It, it's just nuts to think of all the money they're putting in. And I'm guessing that's part of the reason why Mark Lazary hopped out of this deal. But remember, Mark Lazary said, storm clouds were coming, I believe is what he said. Well, they may be coming, but they're a lot farther off than they were before because I don't think Mark Lazary even saw them getting Damian Lillard. If Mark Lazary thought they were going to get Damian Lillard, Mark Lazary wouldn't have gotten out of this thing. If he thought there was any chance they were going to get Damian Lillard. No way he gets out of this deal. Nope. Now, part of it is I think Lazary, to a degree, probably is cheap. Didn't want to spend all the money in the luxury tax or repeater tax or whatever the case may be. Didn't want to fork all that money out. And that was probably part of the reason he got out. And the other part was, hey, they're old. They're getting older. They can't stay healthy. Uh, and when these dudes' contracts are all up, that's probably going to be the end of it. And he's going to leave. Giannis is going to leave. And I'm not going to be here to try and rebuild this thing because it's going to be impossible. So he bailed early. And again, you know, that, that's what him and Edens do, right? They buy, buy low, sell early, get out, get out high. That's that's the goal of what they do. 
So either way, th- this is a, a great position for the Bucks to be in uh, with Giannis. And what about the job John Horse has done as general manager, huh? Again, was I a fan of John Horse being hired as general manager? No, I wasn't. It was last dude left in the office. Uh, you, yeah, why don't you be GM? That's what it appeared to be. That's exactly what it appeared to be because you couldn't get the ownership group to agree on who everybody wanted. So they went with the guy that they all liked, but could have control over. That's what it looked like and sounded like. And Wes Edens and knew that, okay, you're going to be the guy, but I'm going to have say here. So you can give us your opinions and we may listen to some. In other instances, we're going to do what we want to do. And that's how it's going to have to be. And as long as you understand that, we're good. Okay. And that's kind of how it was. And then Mark Lazar got his mitts on it and had his say one way or the other. Uh, But John Horst, at the end of the day, hey, man, I'm assuming this is John Horst making the deals. I'm assuming it's not Edens and Fagan and these other guys. And if I'm wrong, well, I apologize for not knowing more. But if this is John Horst making all these deals, like I'm assuming it is, he's done a hell of a job, folks. I mean, he's got two top 75 players on the NBA roster that you get to watch at Pfizer Forum every year for the next three years. What? Are you kidding? Three, four years, whatever it ends up being. Like, that is crazy to think that's a situation that you have. To be able to wear a Damian Lillard Bucks jersey uh, around and brag to your friends that you have a Lillard and a Yadda's jersey. It is just not real life stuff. Like you have to pinch yourself because you think you're dreaming at some point. It is wild. So again, great job done by John Horst. No question about it. Deserves uh, the praise and accolades that he gets. Uh, And now we'll just wait and see how this whole thing plays out. And, you know, when Giannis was talking about why he's here and I retweeted it uh, at the, at Sparky radio account from Valley sports, Wisconsin account, it's like two minutes long. And Giannis talking about how he's a loyal dude, uh, how he's going to be loyal to Milwaukee forever. Uh, talking about he's loyal to the people that were loyal to him, you know, when he was kind of a nobody and coming up and he'll always be loyal to those people, you know, till the end of his life. And just if you just watch the video and you listen to the words from Giannis, it's hard to not simply say he's the best. Like he's that guy. Every market wishes they had him. Every fan base wishes they had him. And Milwaukee has him. And everybody that said, oh, Packer fans are spoiled. You had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. Bucks fans, spoiled. They have Giannis. I'll take Giannis the dude over Aaron Rodgers the dude or Brett Favre the dude every day of the week. And it's not even remotely close. I'll take Giannis the dude over pretty much anybody that's played in this state in my lifetime. I'm 47. Pretty much anybody. Give me Giannis over anybody else that's played. As far as not only what he does on the court or on the field for your favorite team, but then what the dude's like off the field and what the dude's about off the field and how he handles himself off the field. Like that is legitimate right there. We always talk about, oh, role models, role models, role models. I don't let athletes be role models, right? It's It should be your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your teachers, right? Leroy Butler, big fan of your teachers should be your role models. And teachers, man, y'all are going through some stuff with these kids nowadays. So 
God bless each and every one of you having to put up with you have to, what you have to put up with. Much respect. But I don't think there's anything wrong if little Johnny or little Julie want to look up to Giannis and that's going to be you know who they want to be like. I'm fine with it. I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> that guy can be your role model. I'm completely comfortable with it and okay with it. Right? There are certain people uh, that you're like, eh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what they're like off camera, right? Who knows what they're like when the spotlight's not on them? Never, ever, 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 ever have I heard anybody have a negative word to say about that dude. Ever. Since the time he's been here till now. You just don't hear it. So from that perspective, we talk about spoiled fan bases. This fan base, this Bucks fan base is spoiled because we have the opportunity to not only watch Giannis, but to have him wear the city of Milwaukee's name across his chest and represent our town, represent our state. That's why we're spoiled. And I'm very happy to be spoiled. Thank you very much. No question about it. All right. So that was much longer than I anticipated talking about Giannis, but there's just a lot to say there. Uh, And uh, I I can't wait to see how this whole thing plays out uh, with Giannis and the Bucks of this year. Something we do on the Kurt and Long podcast on uh, the last day podcast we do before a game. Normally it's Fridays, right? And we'll do it again this Friday, Ryan Horvath and myself. Uh, we do confident, concerned, and curious. And that's something that uh, Rummy Makloff came up with. I believe it was Rummy Makloff came up with uh, on the Wendy's Big Show years ago with Gary Ellison, Leroy, but- Le- Leroy Butler, and myself. Now, Gary and Leroy never liked it, always hated it. Uh, but uh, only because I liked it after Rami and baby Tausch and those guys were gone. It was just us three. They still let me do it, even though they couldn't stand doing it. Uh, so I'm going to do it here for the Bucks season uh, going in. What am I confident about uh, this Bucks season? I'm confident that this Bucks offense should be a top five offense in the NBA uh, at the end of the year. I, I fully expect top five. If this offense is say 15th, then things went wrong. Either guys got hurt um, or something (laughs) because I finding it hard to believe that with as much talent as they have, that they are not a top five offense in this league. I mean, everything lines up for this to be just an unbelievable offense. So from that perspective, I'm confident that this Bucks offense is going to be top five. Confident. Concerned. I'm concerned about health. That's what I'm concerned about going into the season. I'm concerned that these old dudes can actually stay healthy. And I'm concerned about Chris Middleton staying healthy. I'm concerned about Giannis staying healthy, right? I'm concerned about the wear and tear on Brooke Lopez. And is he going to be able to put together another healthy season coming off of last year? Can he put it together? Dan Lillard is not getting any younger. Can he stay healthy uh, throughout the year? That, that's what I'm concerned about is the health of these guys, right? Uh, and it's it's one thing if you lose a guy for two weeks. Okay, fine. Two weeks in December, don't care. No big deal. But what you can have happen is you can have guys being lost for the season. That That's a big no-no. Uh, and you don't want to have guys lost for three, four, five months of the season and getting ready to come back to the playoffs and they're still trying to get their legs under them and they're playing 15, 20 minutes a night and trying to figure out their flow. And now you got to redo the chemistry of the team because they haven't been there all year. That type of stuff. Kill you. It'll absolutely kill you going into the postseason. And I don't care 
who it is. If it's Milton out five months and now you're trying to reintegrate him into this offense, that's that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. If it's Lillard, if it's Giannis, if it's Brooke Lopez, any of those starters, you take any one of the, maybe not Malik Beasley, but those four main guys, that is tough to try and integrate somebody in that hasn't been there all year and now is back just in time for the playoffs to start. And now you got to find your rhythm and chemistry with each other again. That's why it's such a big deal. To These guys have got to stay healthy. It's, they just have to figure it out. Curious. I'm curious to see what, how good this defense is going to be. That's what I want to see. I, I'm curious to see how good Brooke Lopez is going to look defensively. I'm not a big fan of Brooke Lopez playing out in space defensively and trying to slow down a guy out uh, outside uh, from blowing by him or whatever the case may be and relying on somebody to cover up for him on the back end. Like, I, I, I'm not a big fan. So we're going to see how they utilize Brooke Lopez. We're going to see what this defense looks like throughout the course of the year because, as has been talked about to death, Lillard is not holiday defensively. We all get that. And the question is, how are they going to cover up for Lillard when he's having issues guarding somebody and somebody decides they're going to have themselves a day by trying to go at Lillard. And Lillard is going to try and have himself a day matching the points he's given up by throwing up a bunch of shots on the other end. And if he's going, fine. And if he's not, well, we'll see how that plays out. But that, to me, is what this all comes down to. Well, Graymond Green, uh, talking about on the Warriors broadcast tonight, uh, as they were playing the Nuggets, he was on the sidelines, not playing. He's got sunglasses on inside. Somebody, please, one of these days, explain to me why one has to wear sunglasses inside an arena at night. I I don't get it, but either way. So he's got his sunglasses on the whole deal. And, and Draymond's talking about how, hey, if we're a top 10, I think he said top 10 defense, top five defense, one of those, we're going to win a championship because that's the going to say way. If we're top five, top 10 defense, we know we can score with anybody, but if our defense is really good, we're going to win a championship. And from a Bucks perspective, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. And that's what has to be said of, hey, we're top five, top 10 defense. We should win a championship because our offense should be dang near un unstoppable here throughout the course of a year. It should have one of the best offenses in the NBA this year. And if they don't, again, something went wrong. Something went sideways. Uh, during the course of the year. So hopefully that doesn't happen. So curious to see how good this defense is going to be this year with Adrian Griffin and Coach Matumbo uh, as their little defensive coordinator over there helping Coach Griffin uh, and seeing how good uh, they are. Uh, the last topic, prediction time. Now, I was hoping Nathan Marzan would be able to make some predictions uh, along with myself, but it is just going to be me making uh, the predictions today. How about this one for prediction? I'll say MVP of the league is going to be Damian Lillard. Give me Lillard uh, as MVP of the league. And the reason why I think it's going to be Dame Lillard is a couple of things. One, I think he's going to have a great year. Two, I think this team is going to be in the NBA Finals. Win the NBA Finals? Don't know. But I think they're going to be there, uh, and they're going to probably be the best team in the East. So if that happens knowing that Lillard has never been that guy and uh, now has a chance to finally be recognized that way because he is on the best team uh, in basketball 
And the other options are going to be Joker, who's won it, Giannis, who's won it, right? These other dudes that have won it, these writers are going to give it to Lillard because I've never met a writer that doesn't like Lillard. So from that perspective, I think that's how Lillard wins it. They end up being the best record in the East, and he has a great year. He's that guy. This offense blows up and goes crazy, uh, and they're as good as expected, and they give it to Lillard uh, at the end of the year. So I'll say Lillard MVP, and I bet you money nobody else is going to predict that one. So give me him for uh, MVP this year. Uh, NBA Finals, give me the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and obviously Eastern Conference Finals, Bucks, Celtics. I think everybody's going to pick that, and I think that'll be right. Uh, and then that that's just going to be that's going to be just a drag out, drag down fight between Boston and Milwaukee. That's going to be a great series. I think go seven games. Um, I'm going to pick the Bucks. Why? Because I'm a homer, right? I'm going to take the Bucks mainly because of that. Um, and the other reason is if the Bucks are healthy, that is the biggest key of all of this. But if they are healthy, Lillard. Giannis Middleton versus Tatum Brown Holiday. I'm good. Like, give me the Bucks three over those three. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because essentially what you're saying is Tatum and Brown scoring wise versus Lillard and Giannis. And then that third score comes down to Holiday versus Middleton. And if Middleton is healthy and Holiday is healthy, I'm going to take Middleton because Holiday, for the most part, as much as we all love Drew Holiday, hasn't been that playoff dude. It hadn't been, not consistently, right? He gets to the playoffs and his offensive numbers just disappear for whatever the reason more times than they don't. So uh, I would take the Bucks there. Western Conference, whew, that's tough because I think Golden State, if they stay healthy this year, they're going to be a problem. Phoenix is going to be a problem with what they've got going on uh, as well. Lakers, if they could stay healthy, they're going to be a problem uh going uh into the year denver uh same thing defending champs they look just as good as they looked at the end of last year uh, based on how they were playing against golden state so or based how they played against the lakers on tuesday night i think they're going to be a problem clippers i'm not there now you know if the clippers get james harden at some point uh i I think um you have to talk about them but again harden in the playoffs yeah (laughs) <laughs> not really there on Harden in the playoffs either. Uh, and I'm certainly not there on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard staying healthy either. So I can't, I can't put the Clippers there. Uh, so Bucks in the East. And I'm going to say it's going to be. I've been leaning Phoenix the entire time, but I'm not going to take Phoenix. I'm going to take Golden State. I'm going to say it's Golden State and Milwaukee in the NBA Finals. Uh, at the end of the year. And then we'll kind of just see how this whole thing looks uh, at that point kind of going forward uh, with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'll say Bucks, Golden State, NBA Finals, and then see what happens at the end. So we'll see how I look and with my couple of predictions here at the end of the year. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, green and growing again. We'll be back Thursday night post-game podcast. Once that Bucks game is over, we'll fire this bad boy up on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page and we'll live stream it at Sparky Radio. Uh, and away we go. And if you're not able to stay up late with us on Thursday night, and it won't be too late, I believe the game tips at 6.30. So game should be done by 9. So I'll do a quick half hour, 45 minute podcast as soon as the game is done. And uh, if you're not able to listen to it, it'll be posted for everybody to listen to on Friday morning. First thing when you wake up, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Appreciate you all listening and toodles. Toodles.